What's up, everybody? This is your host, Josh. And this is your host, Rail. Welcome to Econics Talks. This is our podcast, and we're going to be talking about different lifestyle topics, entrepreneurship, and investing. We want to inform you, educate you, and empower you so that you can maximize your life. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Econics Talks. Today's episode is actually a really good one. Again, I said it about all my episodes, but we're going to be talking about the whole IPO situation. So how to analyze an IPO, what exactly is an IPO, and we're going to take a deep dive into that subject. So for those of you who like IPOs, there are a lot of them that went, a lot of companies that did go public this year. There was definitely a craze around the IPO season. So um, let's go ahead and get started and let's break this topic down. So what is an IPO? IPO stands for initial public offering. This is the time when a company transitions from being a privately owned company to now allowing the public to own pieces or shares of it. So imagine a piece of pie. The entire pie represents the company. Well, once that company goes public, it now allows itself to be split into however many pieces it wants and is then accessible to the general public for investing. So like I said, this past year, we've seen a ton of companies go public. Um, IPO season was booming and we saw you know, Slack, we saw Fiverr, we saw Pinterest, we saw Uber and Lyft and a bunch of other companies go public this year. Um, for those of you who trade on Robinhood, Robinhood actually filed um, with the SEC to go public this year as well. And again, so investors were going crazy. And the average or novice investor, they won't know much about IPOs, but that's why we're here. So first things first, where do you actually find out about IPOs? Well, plenty of websites have what's called the IPO calendar. This pretty much lets us know what companies have filed to go public as well as uh, when their IPO date is scheduled. So during this time, investors are evaluating companies and determining if they want to invest. This can be very tricky, but there are things you can look for to see how well a company is currently doing. If you want to look up an IPO calendar, look at websites like NASDAQ, you have MarketWatch, you got Yahoo Finance. There's a bunch of them out there. They will give you some basic information about each company, and this gives you the ability to plan whether or not you actually want to invest. Now, how do we analyze an IPO? So knowing knowing how to analyze an IPO is, is very important because it's a niche skill set. And if you are able to master it, you can really make a lot of money over, over the course of time. So investing in the right IPOs allow you to get in on a company when their shares are relatively low. As time passes, you'll see stocks go up and down, but ultimately they have an upward trajectory. That's the goal here. So let's take a look at Apple um, as an example. This company went public on December 12, 1980. Their IPO was, guess what, y'all? $22. Yes, just $22. That's like buying a new pair of jeans in today's time or a nice shirt, um, a nice t-shirt. 
So at $22, let's imagine that you've purchased 10 shares for $220. Well, as time has passed, Apple has gone through stock splits. Um, I'll cover what stock splits mean on a later podcast. But um, for now, if you held that investment up until today, that initial $220 investment would be worth roughly $115,000. That doesn't include any dividends or the fact that you would probably make more money, um, more income, and would have probably more than likely purchased more as time continued to progress. So supply and demand, you know, that determines the value of every business. If there is a need for the product, then people will buy it. The, uh, the consumer ultimately decides how much they are willing to pay for, pay for it. So if milk is priced at $5 a gallon and people stop buying it, then they're telling the marketplace that the price is too high. This also goes for any stock. They're subject to the same scrutiny um, when it comes to supply and demand. So when looking at IPOs, they are considered uh, very risky because they have yet to show any past performance or historical data for investors to analyze in the public sector. So when evaluating these companies, um, you're going to have to use other means to do so since the data won't be present. One of the first things you should you should ask yourself before investing is, do you actually like this company? And more importantly, does it have room to grow? When evaluating any company, you should determine if they have the ability to be around for the long haul. Take a look at Snapchat. I often ask myself, um, where else can they go on this platform? In my humble opinion, the reason Snapchat has struggled is because its market growth really isn't there, um, less compared to Instagram. So unlike Instagram, where you can post videos, you got pictures, you can literally document your life for everybody to see. Um, you can even buy things and a bunch of other stuff. So Snapchat, on the other hand, is limited to messages that disappear and stories that also disappear. Now, you can you know search, they have like news feeds now, but you can just go other places for that. Um, and it's also one of the hardest platforms to get discovered on. So for people who are trying to get their followers up, Snapchat isn't the ideal place to do so. Guess who wins and guess who owns Instagram, Facebook. So if we're looking at it from a company perspective, so while Facebook itself has continued to be utilized by an older generation, it's it secured its future by acquiring Instagram, which is used by a much younger crowd. So church folks, parents, even some coworkers will be on your Facebook, um, but you wouldn't dare give them your IG. So when evaluating a company's growth in the market, uh, this is what I mean. So usually, usually when a company decides to go public, it plans to raise capital for a few reasons. This is another analyzation piece. Either they want to fund expansion plans or pay off ex existing debt, sometimes both. Investors typically look for the former because everyone wants to see a company that has plans for growth, as, as stated earlier. So if a company does decide to use the funds for business growth, then the next question that needs to be answered is if they want to do that organically or through acquisitions. 
Growing organically can pay off in the long run, but typically it does take longer as everybody is aware. Growing through acquisitions presents more risk, but if a company already has significant cash flow, then this can help justify this option. So when you're looking at acquisitions, um, and if you're looking at a company that's trying to grow through acquisitions, typically, you know, when they acquire another company, um, they're taking on that company's debt. Um, they also may have to pay certain things to get that. So when you when you look at a company that's growing through acquisitions, you need to understand, okay, what are they acquiring? What is that actually doing? Are they in a lot of debt? So you, you have to start asking all of those questions. Another thing to look at is which brokers are backing these IPOs. Brokers are like your TD Ameritrade's, um, certain banks, Robinhood is a broker, um, so the sponsoring broker should have broad relationships with investors, including both institutional and with retail um, wealth managers and platforms. So this ensures that no stones are left unturned to find investors for the actual IPO. Management, guys, management also plays a major key into the evaluation uh, phase as well. So let's take a look at the board of directors. Or when you go look for a company, look at those board of directors or the executive team and start reading their bios. You want to make sure that they're qualified to make decisions on behalf of the company. It's important that these individuals have, they have some prior experience running a publicly traded company. Of course, not everyone or everybody needs to, to have this type of experience, but you definitely want someone on the board who's shown success um, and different business ventures and has experience with publicly traded companies. That is very, very, very important because if you have no experience, then you, you might not be able to execute at the level that you need to. So let's, um, you have to look to see if, you know, the management will own any shares. So this shows how much vested interest they have. The more risk they have, the more they need the company to succeed. So look at it as like extra motivation. So the more they have invested, then the more they're probably going to work to make sure that their investment pays off. You can look at how much they will be compensated by simply like just Googling the SEC, Google the uh, company's SEC registration statement. I'm going to repeat that. Google the company's SEC registration statement. So you want to scroll all the way down to the uh, director or executive compensation section, and you can see how many shares they will receive along with how much they will make. So when you're looking up companies, when you're trying to take a deep dive into, you know, even if you're looking to invest, this is just broad information for, you know, for investors. Even if you're looking to invest in, um, another platform, I'm sorry, not another platform, but another stock that's already existing, you can actually search on their website. Every company or publicly traded company has a, has, it's called the investor relations section. So if you go on Apple's website, you won't find it. If you just go to regularapple.com, you won't find it. So the best way to find it, if you're looking at Apple or any other company, just Google like the company name and investor relations, and it should take you to that page. On that page, you can look at all of their reports. You can look at um, their annual reports, their their SEC filings. You can look at um, you can look at the the form that the registration form that I talked about earlier. 
there's so many things that you can look at that will give you a deeper dive into the company. Um, it also has the bios, like I, like I stated, of all of the executive team. So to summarize it all, um, you want to make sure that you get these questions answered before you decide to invest. It's, it's eight questions. So if you want to write it down or take some mental notes, um, now's the time to do so. So number one, why has the company elected to go public? You need to figure that out. Um, two, what will the company be doing with the money that's raised by the IPO? Number three, what is the competitive landscape in the market for the business's products or services? Number four, what is the company's position in this landscape? So that pretty much means, are they new? Do they have some type of track record? Are they starting from the ground up? Or have they been around for you know a while and they don't have to, not say work as hard, but they already have some establish, establishment in this, this field. Number five, what are the company's growth prospects? So where can they go? How are they growing? Um, you know, like again, I talked about Snapchat. That's a good reference. Number six, what level of profitability does the company expect to achieve? Um, number seven, what is the management like? Do the people involved have previous experience running a publicly traded company? Do they have a history of success in business ventures? Do they have sufficient business experience and qualifications to actually run a company? Does the management itself own any shares in the business? And last but not least, number eight, what is the business's operating history, if any? Um, most of this information can be found on a company's website under the Investor Relations tab, as I just stated. And then again, guys, if you can't find it, just, just Google it. It's probably not going to be on their main site. From here, um, you just go look through their annual reports, the P&L statements, all that jazz. Just make sure you're thorough when you research. Information is everywhere. And since uh, there is an IPO calendar, you can look months out and plan ahead. So make sure you've done your homework. At the end of the day, guys, if you go on a company's website, most of them have um, press releases. So that's a good point to do is, you know, read the press releases and, you know, just see exactly where the company is going. A lot of the companies have, you know, contact phone numbers that you can call. And again, guys, just be thorough because you don't want to, you know, invest in something and not make your money. Um, I'll tell you one story and then we can go ahead and wrap this up. But um, I talk about Twilio all the time because I invested in Twilio at a point in my life where I didn't know anything about stocks. So I got lucky. Um, but I, what I will say that I did was I didn't do everything that I told you guys to do because I, again, I was a novice. I didn't understand. However, what I did do was I asked myself, the first thing was, okay, where is this company going? And do I see longevity? Do I see long-term growth? And the answer to that was yes. So I felt it was a good enough investment. It was a good, it would be a good investment. Now, my mistake was I should have held it for the long haul. I should have planned to hold that, hold my shares for five years, five or six years, but I sold. Um, so initially the, um, like most IPOs, so be careful. Most IPOs will jump right out of the gate and they'll just skyrocket. But then after a couple of days or a day or two, they'll just drop right back down. Well, the stock itself has to find stability. So don't panic. This is if you're going into this as a long-term investor, do not panic. And when it drops down, the stock itself has to stabilize. And once it stabilizes, then um, you'll start to see you know what it's doing, how it's moving, how it responds to different market fluctuations and market news. Um, at the end of the day, when it came to Twilio, I bought in at twenty-seven dollars. 
And again, I sold my shares already. Uh, but um, I will say that Twilio is currently sitting at $143 and it started at $27. So you do the math. If you bought five or six shares of that, you know, two or three years ago, you're sitting pretty nice. And, and on, the, on that note, guys, I want to wrap this up. You guys have an awesome, awesome Friday. Um, thank you guys for supporting. As always, like, share, subscribe. And if you like this content, please, guys, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good one. Peace.